We're going to get started with joy to the world, all right? Are you glad to be here? Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. And heaven, heaven, and nature sing. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. The Savior reigns. Let men their songs. Yeah. 
be seated. In the beginning, the beginning, or just the beginning of the story? Mary was just minding her own business, and an angel appeared, and she was scared, and the angel said, Don't be afraid, you are going, you're going to have a baby. Mary, you're going to have a baby soon. An angel named Gabriel told Mary she would have a baby. Mary's gonna have a baby. Um, hey, Angel Turtle, don't be scared. She's going to have a baby. We're going to have a baby. She told the angel that I can't have a baby. I'm not married. I, I've never been with a boy. Um, the angel said, God can do anything. And then Mary yep. said, I believe in God. Um, yep. And she prayed. So Mary, Mary trusted that that it was going to be possible. Joseph had a dream too. She, he dreamed that the angel was like telling the same story, but in a different way. So they set off to, to Bethlehem and the king said um, that all people who were born there have to come so he can count his people. So they went there. They traveled to Bethlehem in the farm. They got there and they tried going to different inns, but, but all of them were full from travelers. So they were trying to find a hotel room. Joseph and Mary were looking for a place to stay. So all of them said, no, go away. They stayed in a barn. And a stable, I think. Jesus, this barn is stinky barn. A stinky barn. <laughs> Mary had a baby. Baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. This big or this big? Baby Jesus cried. Yeah, the manger is what the baby was in. Sheep, donkeys, and cows. Woo! Donkeys don't say anything now. Or giraffe. The talker of the sets war. The donkey talked. I saw a cat in the story. There was probably poop in the barn. <laughs> it smelled like poop. Angels came down to the shepherds, and they told the shepherds that Jesus was born, and they needed to go see him. Don't be afraid. We're here to tell you the good news of the Savior. An angel who came down and told them, and then thousands of angels showed up. Thousands. They all surrounded the shepherds. Probably left their sheep and ran. <laughs> there was a star right over him where he was born. Three wise men saw the bright star and Frank, Bob, and Billy. A big star. A little the baby Jesus. And they went to the King Herod and um, said, we're going to see this baby. He's the new 
He's going to be a king. They gave Jesus some presents. Presents. Right here's that. Golden was the worst. They gave Jesus a three presents. Frankincense, myrrh, and gold. And they gave mm-hmm. uh, um, spices and gold. I don't feel like he needed gold. I feel like he needed diapers. Attention. Ice cream. I bring him a Bible. Strawberries. Baby toys. One of those little baby rattles. A home. I would also bring him clothes. Make a marble run. Happy birthday, Jesus! Happy birthday, Jesus! Happy birthday, Jesus! Happy birthday, Jesus! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas!
It was a night like any other night, except for that angel. Ain't seen nothing like it before or since. Us shepherds, we don't get a lot of excitement out there on the pasture. But that angel, it was so bright, so beautiful. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Sam, you've been out in that pasture just a little bit too long. And you'd be correct. But that all changed when that angel came right up to us. And the angel said, don't be afraid. I was like, too late. And then the angel said, no, I wrote it down. I need to get this right. Hold on. Um, okay. The angel said, um, milk, bread. No, that's my grocery list. Then the angel said, I have good news of a great joy that shall be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And then the angel said, he's lying in a manger wrapped in cloth. Go find him. Okie dokie. So we're all sitting around, and then one of the shepherds, I think it was Steve, he's like, hey, what are we doing? Let's get out of here. Let's go to Bethlehem. So we hightailed out of there, and we found that beautiful baby. I'll tell you, I was a different man after that. God chose me. nobody's ever chosen me for anything I'll never forget what that angel said though the angel said I bring good news to all people that means you too Walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
crown of thorns could pierce his brow and we beheld this offering exalted now the king of kings praise god for the Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. God had been silent for 400 years. We knew because we were listening in a sense. My job 
My job is to listen. You wouldn't call a person that talks a lot a wise man, would you? No, you'd call them many, many, many things, but a wise man wouldn't be one of them. My position is to look for signs everywhere. A star, for example. I can look at a star and watch it and wait and see what the star is trying to tell us. I read one time of a star that would announce a new king. And then one day, there it was, a beacon in the night, a star-like, unlike any other star I'd ever seen before. And so I followed it. Several of us, we followed this star. It was bizarre. The star would lead, it would move, and we would follow. Our journey took two years, and it led us to Judea. And then the star stopped. It just stopped. Shining down over this small cottage, our journey ended not at a palace for a king, but at a home for a peasant. This was it. I mean... We gathered our thoughts, we gathered our gifts, we did all that we could do to contain our emotion. And behind those doors was a new king. A king that could command the stars in the sky and yet chose to dwell among us. A king that spoke and the word became flesh. God was finished being silent. That night, we knelt, we bowed down before this baby boy, and each one of us laid gifts at his feet. We had to, we couldn't help it. 400 years of silence, broken by the cries of the Son of God.
that just just speak to me and let me read them to you it says come and see what God has done the story of amazing love the light of the world given for us the son of God and son of man there before the world began born to suffer born to save born to raise us from the grave I, I, I like how this song Noel emphasizes that Jesus came to to give to save and to raise. It, it emphasizes God's initiative in our life. And, and I think that this story that we've been reading about, this story of the Immaculate Conception as recorded in, in, in the Gospel of Luke, really sets the tone for God's message throughout the, the New Testament. And that message is simply this, that, that we are saved by God's initiative, by God's grace not by anything that we do. Listen to this, listen to the story as we're told in Luke chapter one, beginning in verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary, 
She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to, th- to think what the angel could mean. Do not be afraid, Mary, the angel told, told her, for God has decided to bless you. You will become pregnant and have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your, uh, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's already in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. And, and I, I like how the NSAB translates this, this passage here, this verse. It says this, for nothing will be impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant and I'm willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you have said come true. And then the angel left. So what is God saying to us through this this story of the immaculate conception, through this story of the virgin birth? Does the virgin birth point to anything? Is the virgin birth a sign of anything? Well, simply put, the virgin birth is the sign of God's saving grace. The virgin birth is, is a sign that our salvation, that as us being reconciled to God, our, our right relationship with God being restored, uh, it, it is by God's grace and God's grace alone, not by anything that we, that we do. As Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, he says this, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. How then is the virgin birth a sign of God's saving grace? And in and, and, and analyzing this question, I hope that it... it it helps you see this beautiful, this beautiful moment in history in a deeper way. In analyzing this question, I, I hope that it helps you uh, come to, to see um, how, how this sign, this, this virgin birth, this beautiful historical event, how it foreshadows a major theological point for us in the Christian life. So, so how then, how, how is this virgin birth a sign of God's saving grace? Well, well, who was the initiator in this story? Think about that. Who, who was the initiator? Well, it was God and God alone. Think about it. Jesus had no human biological father. Mary did absolutely nothing to earn the right to bear the Son of God. And she did absolutely nothing to conceive the Son of God. There was no human 
initiative whatsoever in Mary's conception. Mary's conception was a God thing. Mary's conception was God-initiated, pure and simple. And so in this way, the, the virgin birth really reminds us, as we read it now, it really foreshadows the fact that we are saved by God's initiative, by God's grace, by God, think about it, by God coming to us in the person of Jesus Christ to experience everything that we experience in life, joy, fun, companionship, friendship, relationships, parties, hunger, thirst, sorrows, trials, despair, Betrayal, temptation. He, he came to experience that. And he, not, he came not only to experience that, but God came to, to then show us the way, how to live a godly, godly life, how to live a life of obedience to God the Father. And Jesus came not just to experience what we experience, not just to show us the way, but then also to, to pay the price for our sin by being that, that perfect sinless sacrifice. And you may ask, well, why, why, is that, why is that necessary? Well, that's how God set things up. God created us to live in right relationship with each other. And, and when that relationship is broken, when we choose to go our own way, the only way that relationship can be restored is if blood is shed, a sacrifice is made, and not just any sacrifice. And so in the Old Testament, uh, the Israelites had to bring as a sin sacrifice a, a perfect, unblemished sacrifice. Not a diseased animal, not a lame animal, not a crippled animal, but, but, a, but a blameless animal, a a perfect animal. And so Jesus, as, as Heidi read to us in the Gospel of John, Jesus, being fully God, serves as that blameless, perfect, sinless sacrifice. And then as Heidi read to us too, Jesus, being fully man, could also take our place because real blood had to be shed. And Jesus, being fully human, shed his blood on the cross for our sake. And then he not only came to us to experience what we experienced, to show us the way to to be that perfect, sinless sacrifice, but then he rose victorious over sin and death so that whoever believes in him, and you've heard me say this phrase so many times, I'm gonna say it so many times because I want it flowing off our lips. Belief in, John 3, 16, pistu ice means to entrust our entire being to something here, Jesus, to, to give Jesus our complete allegiance. So whoever does that will not die forever, that is be separated from God forever, that is live in broken relationship with God forever. That's what we call hell. And we've all experienced broken relationship here on earth, so we have a little taste of what hell's all about. And I don't know about you, I don't want to experience that twice, because hell, well, it's hell. But when we believe in Jesus, we don't experience that. We actually can experience right here, right now, eternal life. That is living a right relationship with God and with everyone else who follows God now and forever. And so we do absolutely nothing, nothing to earn our salvation. It's all about God coming to us, dying for us, and then rising victorious over sin and death. Are are you guys with me? And and, and if you're sitting there thinking, well, Pastor Dave, how, how can that be, though? I mean, I have a past, and if I'm honest, I also have a present. I can't help... And he really can't stop engaging in certain ungodly behavior. Don't I, don't I really have to clean myself up just a little bit? Just a little bit before God will accept me? Well, the answer to that question is an emphatic no. God's message is simple and clear. God loves you more than anything. More than anything, God loves you. And God comes to you where you are. 
And then God does the changing from the inside out. And then, and then God gives us the power through God's Holy Spirit to say no to sin. I mean, we don't have to be that way anymore, and we don't have to do that anymore. He gives us the power to say no to sin and yes to God in all things. Are you with me here? Are you comprehending that fact? So if that is the case, if we do absolutely nothing to earn our salvation, then what is our role, if anything, in God's salvation story? Well, let's go back to this story in Luke. How did Mary respond to God's initiative? Well, after hearing God's word from the angel Gabriel, Mary responded this way in verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, and I'm willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you have said come true. Mary provides the model for how we are to respond to God's saving grace. We are simply called to accept it and respond positively to it. That's it. I mean, think about it. The only action on Mary's part is to accept, to submit to God's initiative, to choose to live a life of obedience to God's will, to choose to play her role in God's story, which must have been very difficult because of this fear that it sounds like was at least in her mind a little bit. And maybe the evil one was trying to play on it a little bit to try to derail her from playing her role in God's story. And, and, we, and we hear this, I think we hear this fear a little bit in her question that she asks in verse 34 when she said this, but how can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. You can almost hear Mary Mary's saying, you've got to be kidding me, God. I'm pledged to be married to Joseph. Your plan is not only wild and scary, but it could get me stoned to get death because that's what they do to a woman who who is pledged to be married to one man and then becomes pregnant by another man. It's as if Mary was saying to God, oh God, man, I'm just a teenage girl. How can I do what you're asking me to do? And I think that's a question that many of us ask when we sense God leading us in a, in a certain direction or moving us in a certain way that we say, oh man, that's a little scary, God. And, and we begin to think and say things like, like, like God, no, you're, you're not moving me in that way, really? I mean, God, how can I do acts? Like, how can I plan a church or write a book or... Or how can I lead a small group? How can I serve and, and breathe into kids in, in, Sunday, in church on Sunday or, or on a Wednesday night? How, how can I meet that need? I have so little to give. How, how can I do that when I'm only, well, you know me, God. I'm, I'm not really theologically trained. I, how can I do that small group? I, I don't have a lot of time. I'm so busy I don't know, can I really relate to kids? And as we continue to list those never-ending excuses for why we can't do what God is asking us to do or go where God is asking us to go, God is whispering in in our ear, you can do it. You can do it. Nothing is impossible with me, God. I will equip you. 
I will empower you. I will gift you. Guess what? I will give you what you need when you need it. Just trust me. I am with you. Always. Are you following me here? Now, if this, if this fear was rolling around in Mary's head and when she said, he asked this question in verse 34, trying to derail her, I like how she quickly put that fear to death when she said this again in verse 38. I am the Lord's servant and I am willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you have said come true. And when we respond positively to God's saving grace, then as with the birth of a new baby, new life for us begins with a a new heart, a new mind, a new way of thinking, a, a new way of living as God continuously pours out God's Holy Spirit into us to help us, to guide us, to shape us, to mold us, to equip us, to empower us, to gift us so that we can be well, so that we can be and do Jesus in every way, in every day, so that we can live an others-focused life, so that we can be broken and poured out for the sake of others and help other people, as we live life with them, come to know this God who changes everything, who gives new life and new hope. We can help them find freedom from any bondage that the evil one has on them. We can help them discover purpose, understand God's purpose in trying to redeem this world and then help people understand their role, how they, how they help God achieve this, what their role is in God's story of bringing people like you and me back into right relationship with God so that people can experience God's healing and restoration power. Are you guys, are you guys with me this evening? And so my friends, I simply say this to you. May you respond positively to God's grace. And then may you continuously respond to God like Mary did. Here I am, Lord. I accept whatever you want from me. May everything you want in my life come true. I mean, do you want to live with that heart set, with that mindset? I mean, is there anybody here who wants to experience God's saving grace and then live the way Mary lived? Here I am, God. Have your way with me. What say you? people, church on the hill. Let's pray. Oh God, thank you for coming to us in the person of Jesus Christ. Oh God, thank you for relating to us. God, thank you for dying for us and then rising victorious over sin and death. And so this evening, we just want to tell you, we're all in We receive your saving grace. We want your Holy Spirit constantly flowing into us. We want the indwelling of your Holy Spirit in us just 
making us more and more like you each and every day, God. And so we just say, thank you. Have your way. We're all in. Move in our lives. Please use us to bring more and more people into this wonderful, beautiful relationship with you. In your life-giving, mighty name, we pray and ask. Amen. And so as we receive Holy Communion this evening, if you have your little cup, you can get it out. As we receive this this, this evening, I... I want you to contemplate and I want you to embrace this truth. Hear this truth. If you want to write this truth down, if you want to take a picture of this truth, do it. I want you to meditate. Not just tonight, I want you to think about it really this week. Maybe every day until you just believe it. Nothing is impossible in your life with God. Nothing. Nothing, it doesn't matter how low we may feel. It doesn't matter how bad we may think we are. It doesn't matter how difficult our life may be. It doesn't matter what life pit we may be in. It doesn't matter where God may be leading us or where God may be sending us. Even if we think, oh my goodness, that's crazy. That's a little scary. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Nothing is impossible in your life with God. Nothing. Nothing. Do you believe that? Then may you live with that truth. May you rest in that truth. And then simply say, like Mary did, here I am, Lord. I accept everything that you want from me whatever you want from me. May everything that you want in my life come true. So tonight I'm I'm asking that you come to God's table of grace and, 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 and share Holy Communion with me and allow, and allow God to empower you so that you can be broken and poured out like Jesus Christ has been broken and poured out for you. So, so on, on the night of his betrayal, Jesus took this um, some bread and he, and he shows it to his friends. And I think it was a little different than this, but he, he shows it to his friends and, 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 and he breaks it and he, he tells them, this is my body broken for you. Eat it. And he tells them, do this in remembrance of me. And so what he's telling them to do, go and be broken for other people. So that they may come to have new life in me, just like you do. And and then he takes the cup and he says, this is my blood that was shed for you, that was poured out for you. And he tells them to take it and he tells them to take a drink. And then do this in remembrance of me. And, and again, the do this part is now, now go, be, go be poured out for someone else in your sphere of influence so that they may come to know God, experience new life in God, so they can experience new hope, new meaning, new purpose. So will you, people of Church on the Hill, will you be broken and poured out for the sake of others, so that other people can experience God's saving grace.
What say you? What say you? Oh, and as you go tonight, and as you continue on this God journey, oh, please know that God is always with us. Will you stand with me as we sing this song, God with us? Just receive the truth of these words and then live them. in grace and mercy There is nowhere we can hide from your love You are steadfast never failing You are faithful All creation is in awe of who you are You're the healer of the sick and the broken you are comfort for every heart that mourns. Our King, our Savior forever. For eternity, we will sing of all you've done. And for eternity, we will sing of all you've done. And we say, God with us.
believe that? God with us, God for us. <laughs> Nothing can come against, oh my goodness. May you go tonight knowing that God is always with you as you go and live broken and poured out lives for the sake of someone else in your sphere of influence. So they may come to experience God's love and God's forgiveness and then new life, new hope, new meaning and purpose like you have experienced. May you go change the world knowing that God is with you every step of the way. Merry Christmas to all you, all you watching online, wherever you may be. Man, we love you. I love you. I pray that God, God's peace, God's hope, God's love, and God's joy is upon you. Sleep well tonight knowing that you're on the winning team. Peace out. <laughs> Before we go tonight, let's end it like this. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> let's do some silent night, right? Silent night. Holy night. All is calm. All is bright.
Christmas. You guys have a wonderful evening. We'll see you on Sunday. Stay.